What's happening, Delco? I'm Rich Shane, and welcome to the What's Happening Delco podcast. Today, I'm joined by John Minicozzi of Johnny Paisano's. John, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> and we have a round of applause. We're here because as the previous podcast episode, that was with Jim Pappas of Cheesesteak Adventure. You're coming out of Delco, and you're representing all of Delco with the cheesesteak. But, you know... This is all coming from left field for you because you've been making a great cheesesteak. Now you're becoming recognized for it, aren't you? Well, it seems to be. We've sold uh, millions of them in the last 25 years, but uh, it's always nice to get some kudos. Always good to get some recognition, Yes, it is. How did this establishment, Johnny Paisano's, how did that get started for you? Well, it was always a dream of mine. And uh, coming up, I was a chef in restaurants and then had a job offer with Wawa to expand their food service. Um, I took their went to Wawa for seven years, expanding the Sizzly program, fresh cut fruit, salads and all that, cappuccino, the whole nine. And uh, I had a job offer in Tampa, Florida with another company, took that, moved out to Tampa, had a house built. Um, things didn't go so well um, there uh, with my ex-wife. And uh, she wanted to come back to Philly. And I said, if I'm coming back to Philly, I'm opening my own place. Why a cheesesteak sandwich, hoagie? Why this kind of concept, given all your background? Well, we don't just do cheesesteaks, hoagies, and all that. We are a soup to nuts. So you can get a cheesesteak to veal Oscar. And uh, this is my background. This is my upbringing. This isn't something I learned to do. This is something I lived. So, uh, being a foodie that I am and always been, you know, and every Italian uh, male or female is going to tell you about their grandma and canning tomatoes and all that. It was my life. It was a science project for me. So, you know, it affected me a lot different. And uh, working in restaurants, starting as a busboy, dishwasher, and then a prep cook, and then a line cook, and then a head cook. And um, you just love it. You, you just love it. Once the restaurant business gets in your blood, it, it, there's no getting rid of it. Um, so in opening my place, I wanted to give people my experience, uh, and a cheesesteak is just as big as my experience as chicken parm or, you know, veal saltambuca or veal Oscar. It, it's, it's just, it's an experience. Um, I just don't want to make food and have a cheesesteak place or have a little business. It just wasn't what I was doing. I wanted to give people what I loved about food and we've been here 25 years and I think, we, we've shown that and proved that to everybody, and um, it's it's more it's not surface level for us. It's not just a job. It, it, for us, it's it's the experience. And, and I'll give you a, for instance, my grandmother cook all day, and she was always the last person to eat. And she would peek out the kitchen and see you eating whatever she made, whether it was escarole soup or peppers and eggs or whatever steak pizza. Oh. And she would just look, and you would just be like with the fork or the sandwich, and you would, your eyes would be rolling in the back of your head, and she would just smile and know that her love of cooking came through in whatever she made. And quite frankly, that's it for me. That like I don't want to just make a cheesesteak. I don't want to just make a chicken cutlet sandwich. I want it to be a culinary experience for you. Um, and to do that as, as long as we have uh, every day, uh, for 25 years and have people talk about not just the food, but the experience they had here is totally beyond any dream I could ever, you know, it was my goal. I never, you know, I work hard to make sure that happens, but 
to watch people bite into a sandwich and eyes roll on their back of their head. I'll stay here all day, 24-7. Like that's Some it. people get a calling to go into the church. You got a calling to go into people's stomachs and, and give them love and sustenance. When did you realize that? I mean, you talked about experiences with your family, but... It's, it was the us- best part of my childhood. Having people, whether it was your neighbors, friends, family, come over on a Sunday or, you know, and have dinner. It, it wasn't just about the food, even though the food was always the main part. But it was, it was the fact that you brought people together. And it's truly, to this day, when do people really get together? They either go to a bar and drink and eat. They go to a restaurant or drink and eat. Or they go to somebody's house and drink and eat. That's it. That's what we do um, as, as humans. And it, and it really unites us. To, to Italian people, it's a little bit more special because, especially Southern Italian people, um, when we came here, we were the peasants. And food like calamari or polenta was peasant food it it was cheap it was the bait it was we didn't have meat so you're going to eat this boiled cornmeal like but but it was special to us you know and then our grandparents you know immigrated here went through the depression where if cornmeal is all you had so when you ate and you had a full belly you were rich and nowadays, it's a dime a dozen. We're, none, none of us are really truly know what poor is. Um, and then now it's, it, it's 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 more like a passion. So now when people eat, you know what I mean? They can eat anywhere. Burger King, McDonald's, a place down the street. But when you eat at Johnny Paisano's, it's over. Our best advertising is when you eat somewhere else. Because it's just never going to be the same. And you'll taste that in everything we do, from our soups to our, our sauce, our Caesar dressing, our salads, and, and the passion that we put behind it. You're not going to find that anywhere. How did you come to find this location? Uh, it was, was, was crazy. I had two locations. Bala Avenue, next to a jewelry store, and 226 Baltimore Pike, next to a jewelry store. We were originally going to open on Bala Avenue and Bala Kenwood. We couldn't get a zoning change for parking in front of the place. This place was complete hellhole no floor <laughs> no no ceiling no nothing so we made a deal with the landlord you know we'll do a lot of the renovations he'll do some of the renovations and we'll open up now being with wawa i was in delaware new jersey and mainly delaware county in pennsylvania so i knew the area and we knew there was a need for real food not just another food place and quite frankly i must be the luckiest human being on, on the planet we opened up our grand opening. We opened the door and we never looked back. We have never had a slow day in 25 years from the first day we opened. How did COVID affect your business? Or it sounds like maybe it didn't because there was a lot of takeout or? Well, we are, I'm a private chef for people. Uh, we do meal prep for people. We have a takeout business, an eating business, and a catering business. Um, a good 40 to 60%, depending on the year, of our business is catering. <laughs> the pandemic literally took almost a half a million dollars in sales and washed it away overnight. Like, literally overnight. The unbelievable part of that is, because we stay true to who we are, because we make our food from scratch to order, um, our customers supported us like crazy. So, yes, takeout went even higher. As, as far as that was concerned, didn't make up for the loss in catering. Um, 
but our customers hats off to them you know and we've stood by them um, and our loyalty to them and, and putting out an unbelievable product and putting out and giving unbelievable service you know we got that back tenfold and karma is a beautiful thing when it happens on the reverse side um, and we love every customer and it's amazing when you come in here you're not just coming in here you're not just a hey would you like a bag with that thanks have a great day you know some people say it's family you are family we have people walking in the back door what are you making I'll take that or, you know, my mother used to make this. Can you make that? Whatever. You know what I mean? Or did you make the escarole soup? Why do they call it Italian wedding? Because it's not <laughs> Italian wedding. It's escarole soup. And, and we've built those relationships with people. And they're very, very picky. They won't let us slide with mediocre. They won't let us slide with half-ass. They expect, after 25 years, greatness. And quite frankly, every employee that works here has that same mentality or can't work here. And we really do. We will go above and beyond to make sure every meal. If we got to make it five times, by the time it lands on your lap, it better be great or somebody's head's rolling. Who has inspired you? I know you mentioned parts of your family, but growing up, um, coming through the ranks as a chef, you've worked different places. Are there mentors that you've worked with, people that still mentor you or inspire you to do what you do? Well, it was always got to be my grandmother. You know, as a little kid, I remember... Um, around this time doing 40 or 50 bushels of uh, Roma plum tomatoes and she didn't like the hand mill where you would grind up the tomatoes so she had a, a, a pot I would stand on a chair like this over a colander and with a wooden cup hand carved wooden cup and push the tomatoes through this colander uh, and all her sisters would be there and you know five pieces of basil four pieces of garlic mason jars pop 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 and cannon jarred in there which is uh, cauliflower and pepper and carrot um, peppers and everything was like a mission like it wasn't just we're making stuff like like this was she had a tablecloth for everything she had a rolling pin for everything she made every like everything butchered all her own meat with that kind of love and passion that really inspired me and I loved it I loved taking a raw product and turning it into something people go wow like it's not just food it's not just a meal it's not just nourishment this is an experience. And I can honestly say I could probably pick five or six places in my lifetime, and I eat out, that give you that experience. Now, Frankie of Frankie Seafood Italiano, um, I actually just saw him on Monday. He has Frankie Fellini's up in Berwyn. And I worked for him as a young kid. And, uh, you know, I was like a little pump, 12 years old. I'm like, I want to cook. And yeah, you're 12 years old. <laughs> get, the hell, get, out, get out of my kitchen. Um, and he says, all right. You want to cook? Let's see what you got. And he asked me, he said, pick three, you know, pick three things on the menu. I said, you pick them. He picked three things and make them. So I made them. He took a step back and went, you ain't playing. I'm like, this is, this is me. This is what I love to do. And he showed me a lot. And to this day, it's funny. I just saw him at Gentilly's Market in Newtown Square by chance. What are you doing? How's the restaurant? I'm still making your fried mozzarella like you taught me. Flour, egg, breadcrumb, egg, breadcrumb from when I was 12. And, you know, he really taught me the restaurant side of cooking because it's a whole different world. When you're home, you got all day. The grandmom says dinner's at 5, dinner's at 5. If it goes to 5.30, it's 5.30. When you got 11 minutes to make veal salt and buca, I got 11 minutes. And it's got to be perfect because you're not paying me $22.50 for something that's junk. Now imagine a, a place that just won Best Cheesecake at Delaware County put out 50 or 60 
uh, veal Oscar dishes a week. Same place you get a cheesesteak and a hoagie and a chicken cutlet sandwich. Also get fruit of Damar. Like, this is what we do. And that's the beauty of us. It separates us from everybody else. Your kid wants a cheesesteak. You want chicken piccata. It's just like you went to a great restaurant. And that's us. That's what we do. And I love it. And honestly, it's in my blood. I I don't know what else to say, but it's just just me. It's just who I am. That's all I ever wanted to be. After 25 years, where what's the future for Johnny Paisanos and Johnny Minicozzi? Um, well, this 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 kind of business beats you up. You know, it's 24-7, 364. I ain't working Christmas Day, but I'm usually cooking for my family uh, <laughs> on that day. Um, we would, I have three boys and a stepdaughter, and we would love to pass the torch. Unfortunately, the world doesn't... Uh, work like this. Nobody wants to be in grease and grime and seven days a week and all that. And I don't think the kids are built that way. They had it a lot easier um, you know, this generation than we might have had it or the generation before. Um, so I would love, I mean eventually I'm going to, you know, walk slowly into the sunset. Um, but I would love to find somebody who would love to take this over and continue the tradition. Keep the recipes, keep the love, keep the passion. The same young man that showed up at a tw- as a 12-year-old and said, I can make anything on your menu and I want to work here. That's who you want to see walk in the front door. Right? Honestly, that's that same passion. Not only would it give them a chance to express themselves on all, already of what we already established, um, it would give them an unbelievable future. They would make a great living. Uh, they'd be able to express themselves and do something that they love. Um, it would be a dream come true because at 12 years old, if I knew somebody who would have gave me that opportunity where I had to start everything from scratch, somebody was cheering in my corner with pom-poms helping me out, it would have been unbelievable. Um, you know, it's, for anybody who would do that here would literally have to kill themselves. But at the end of the day, has anybody ever gotten anywhere but without killing themselves? So... Um, you know, and I even talked to my kids, and I was like, if you took over, you would be living partly with me, but you would have the opportunity to expand and, and grow on that. You know, but it takes, you know, everybody looks at like a, uh, a Bryce Harper. That kid's been hitting a baseball since he's two, and every day, two, three hundred swings every day. He didn't get $330 million because he can hit a home run. A lot of guys in the major league hit it, he lives it. When you got that kind of dedication and passion, there's really nothing you can't do. And I would love, you know, you got a lot of kids going to culinary school today. I would love somebody to walk up on my doorstep and say, I'm ready. I got tons of grit and and I'm ready to do that. And honestly, it would be a dream come true for them. All right. So for those that have not yet found Johnny Paisanos, Mm -hmm. how do people find you? Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have a following and a half. If you literally walk anywhere in Delaware County and say Johnny Paisano's, guarantee you somebody be like, oh, yeah, that food's great. Great people. How do people find you? Oh, 226 Baltimore Pike Springfield. You're going to pass right by it, uh, like everybody says. But once you find it, you're, you're done. Yeah, right across. Because this is where the magic happens. This is where the love comes out. This is where you make people happy, right? All day, every day. Johnny, I... You know, Jim Pappas still would like to share some points of wisdom. He has some thoughts. Jim, what are you what are you bringing on to the podcast now? 
the so when I started the adventure, so I Uber and so when I started going around eating cheesesteaks and grading them, reviewing them, I would ask my passengers, you know, where's the where's your favorite cheesesteak place? Ask my riders. And I was driving this one a young guy, and we're chatting. He's from the area, and we talked about cheesesteaks. And um, as he was getting, and it was a little bit of a ride, and he worked for a funeral home. And he said, I really don't have a favorite cheesesteak place. He goes, but for the funeral home, part of my job is setting up catering for the families. And he goes, everybody loves Johnny Pisano's. <laughs> so I said, ah, I'll go try the cheesesteak. So to, to Johnny's point, that, yeah, he's not a cheesesteak place. He's a catering place. And that was the other thing, too. We were here uh, two weeks ago for Marsh Cheesesteak Madness, and I was facing towards the back of the kitchen. And if you notice on the wall over there, you know, the nice woman that waits on you, as soon as the lunch rushes over, she sits at the desk right back there, and you'll see taped to the wall all the catering orders. There's a yellow there's a yellow <laughs> sheet of paper, and then there's the white sheets next to them. A stack of paper. So, yeah, it's not your... Right, you wouldn't think of Johnny's as a cheesesteak place. And that was one of the comments I got when I posted Johnny Paisano won Marsh Cheesesteak Madness. One of the first comments was, he has a cheesesteak? He goes, I only go there for the pork sandwiches. <laughs> so to that point... We do, we've, we do, we've, we've had a menu for 25 years. It's online. I, like, I don't know why it's such a big thing, but I think people get zoned in on one thing, our chicken cutlet sandwich, or our, our, our entrees, or our catering, and... That's what, they, that's what they go to. And to, to the, it's an experience. This is, you know, if Johnny had a thicker mustache, I would think I was at my grandmother's kitchen. <laughs> they, uh, but last time we were, so we were a couple weeks ago, Amigo Dan and I, for the March Cheesesteak Madness, we just came in order and we sat over there. And I was facing the back. And uh, I saw the waitress come out with samples of cheesesteak soup that Johnny just made. And I'm th- so in my mind, because I'm a huge egomaniac. I'm like, ah, good. He recognized us. He wants us to try some other food. She passed it out to everybody else first. <laughs> and then us. I'm like, holy mackerel. He does. He just, yeah, it's it's an experience. You're in your Jim, even kitchen. you can become humbled, can't you? No, I can't. I was, <laughs> I was actually very upset. I, I, I threw my sandwich down. I was ready to leave. Amigo Dan, maybe stay. But to his point, this is an experience. And you're, you're family here. Everybody... Everybody, including the extremely handsome cheesesteak grater, <laughs> got soup. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This has really been a wonderful experience. I feel the love. I feel the passion. I, I'm overwhelmed with the smells right now. I mean, this has been hard. I should have had a bib because of all the drool now. that We got towels, baby. Good, good. Johnny, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thanks for being on the What's Happening Delco podcast. I'm, I'm grateful for Jim introducing us. And uh, let's eat some cheesesteaks. Let's do it.